You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm again joined by Megan, Spider Dan, and Rhea Carrigan for part two of our Disney discussion. So if you haven't tuned in last week, go back and check that out because you really need to. But this week is a continuation of that. In essence, the four of us got together, decided on our favorite Disney movies, and we had a big old discussion on them to kind of have a sort of baseline of what our favorites and what we think Disney have done excellent. And this show is part of Disney Discussions, which is something that the four of us have kind of come together to do. We want to do more conversations around Disney's massive back catalogue. We've already got plans to do other episodes, including live action versus animated, uh, the unsung sequels that people haven't heard of, because there's loads of Disney movies that had like direct-to-video releases of sequels and things. We've got some of those, some of the weird and wonderful of Disney things. So there's loads and loads of content we can get through of so many conversations. So this is the first of many going forward. I would like to add here that in the description there is a link to Spider-Dan's first episode of Disney Discussions because although this is kind of technically the first episode with the four of us, Dan did something which kind of spring-loaded this whole discussion in itself. So he had a discussion with Natalie, who is Angry Andy's partner, and they had a big old discussion about Disney villains, and it kind of serves as a sort of prologue to the Disney discussions, and I think it's really worth a listen. It is brilliant. It's like four hours long, so it'll take you a while to get through, but it is really, really cool. So a link to that is in the description, as well as the other contact details for Spider-Dan and also Rhea Carrigan. And in addition to that, there is now the full video version to this conversation on my YouTube channel. So please go over to my YouTube channel, which is Genuine Chit Chat, and subscribe. Because once we get those subscribers over 100, I can change the channel link name to slash Genuine Chit Chat. And so a link to that is in the description. But yeah, you can watch the whole unsplit conversation on YouTube now uh, with our beautiful faces as well. But that's going to be it from me in this intro, my friends. So I will talk to you at the end of the conversation with what's coming up in Genuine Chit Chat over the coming weeks, as well as other bits and pieces. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate all of you. And here is part two of the first Disney discussion. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. (laughs) Sorry, Rhea, (laughs) please. Uh... It's, we've alluded to it anyway, but uh, please tell us what you're uh, championing. So we are about to talk about the most feminist Disney film there is, and possibly the best Disney film, Moana. Oh yeah, yeah, just let it sink in. You know it's amazing. <laughs> you know it's good. You know you just want to start singing. You want to start singing the songs. You want to feel empowered. Oh man, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> all of my greatest content was used on... Dan's podcast. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> because sorry. you know it's fine. I said you. I've, st- I've, st- I've, st- I've stolen from the best. Um, we we haven't listened to that Smooth. podcast specifically. Have you not? Wh- which podcast so, was that? Was it the? I assume it wasn't the Slither one. <laughs> no, it was the Disney one. The Disney one. You guys did a Disney podcast on Dan's. No, thing. no. She she allowed me to use her Discord comments on my podcast in the listener comments section. Oh, I was well confused then. I was like, I don't remember you guys doing a Disney podcast that I haven't yeah, heard. we just I wanted was... to undermine you. We kept uh, it. We kept it, we kept you it caught it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to release it. We're going to release it. When are you releasing yours, Mike? We'll just release it just prior. <laughs> Sunday. So, uh, part one will be Sunday. Yeah. Saturday anyway. night. Saturday night. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so man, I don't even know where to start. I, like, do I do my Moana TED talk? So let's talk about Moana and her agency and feminism. So 
Moana is the Disney film where the character has the most agency. And I talk about any character. I talk about, so I talk about female, male character, dog, cat, whatever. She Brilliant. absolutely has the most agency in any Disney film that has ever been made. Um, she embodies female empowerment. She She's a character who I think is so unusual for Disney and in animated films in general, I think the world's changing in terms of the fact she gets to make mistakes and she is never punished for her mistakes. She always learns from her mistakes. She grows, you know, she she learns so much about herself, but she has an innate confidence because of the community around her. And I think that's a really important thing about Moana. It is a film about community and people believing in you, you and then you having to believe in yourself. You know, I talked about this in Discord and Dan read it out. At no point is there any doubt about Moana being the next chief of her community, of that island. It doesn't matter that she is not a man. You know, it doesn't matter that she's she's an only child or anything like that. She, you know, they never at any point go, oh, we need to have more children just in case something happens to her or, you know, because we need a boy or anything like that. It is 100% from the moment she's born, you will be the next chief of this community. Our mission as your parents, which her parents, oh, I was about to start singing, but I went, um, this tradition is our mission and Moana, there's so much to do. Make way, make way. Route, that's all you need. Um you know, her parents' entire mission is to give her the confidence and the skills to lead her community. And that's it. Like, they don't force her to marry. You know, there's none, none of that. Absolutely no romance in it at all. It's all about, we will make you capable to do this thing, that you will do it and you will do it brilliantly. They have complete and utter faith in her. I, again, I talked about this with Dan. The only time there is conflict is from her dad and it doesn't come from him not believing in Moana it's from his own fears it's because he is scared of the water he is scared of going beyond the reef he is scared that something will happen but not necessarily to Moana because he has had a traumatic experience and we see that at the end as well she comes back and she leads her entire community off to different islands and at no point is there a conflict about that she comes back from her journey and the very next scene it's off we pop, all on our boats, you're leading the way. He's still chief. He is still chief in that, you know, he's, but he's letting his daughter lead the way for the entire community. So fucking good. I love this film so much. Um, you know, there's no love interest. I've talked about that. There's, you know, there's no Disney princess trope of her having to have a romance. There's nobody who takes over her journey. Her journey is her own. She empowers the people around her. She empowers Maui, she empowers Tafiti. She doesn't fight to win. She tells somebody, she literally tells a goddess, you know who you are. She empowers Tafiti to remember who she is. She uses her intelligence to figure out that Tafiti has turned into Takar. She does not fight. She doesn't use swords. She doesn't use any magical powers. She has no magical powers. She does have her lovely little assistant, the ocean, as Dan has talked about. But the ocean, again, has faith in Moana. The ocean chooses her because it sees from when she was a really little girl, her compassion, how she looks after other things, how she wants to excel. It's just it's so fucking good. Moana <laughs> is the best Disney film. I've probably got other points that will come out as we talk about <laughs> it more. Like, there's no love love art because there doesn't have to be the love is her community the love is her island she literally says that in a fucking song so it's really obvious <laughs> but, 
when do we ever get to see that? When do we see that in this film? Like, it's just, it's so genius. And there's a crazy old lady, but she's not crazy. Everybody's just like, cool, Grandma Tala, get on your shit. Go dancing with the stingray. She turns into a mystical stingray. Fucking brilliant. She goes back as a ghost. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, as we say, like a, a spirit guide. I call it spirit guides, Which yeah. is Star Wars Force, Force Ghost Spirit Guide, she used to call I, it. I call it Ghost Gran. Ghost Gran. Nice, nice, nice. It's just so good. I just... She, Mara works hard. Nothing is ever given to her. Now, I hate the whole Mary Sue things because men get to be whatever the man equivalent of Mary Sue is all the time. So fuck off anybody talking about Ray and being a Mary Sue. Luke Skywalker, hello, the man you will love and come over, staff. Like, but Mara Mary doesn't is. have any of that stuff. Megan doesn't know what a Mary Sue is. So some of our audience might not either. So Ria, would you like to explain what a Mary Sue is? Oh gosh, I was in the middle of a rant, so I don't know if I can. Oh. So Mary Sorry. Sue is a character where, so obviously a female character where sort of, what's the best way to describe it? Where things, um, they just sort of defeat everything. Like They're kind of perfect, aren't they? To them. Yeah. they? They never fail. They're, perfect. they're great yeah. at everything. They don't have to try. Um, I, I know a lot of people said that the new Mulan movie had a little bit of a Mary Sue element because she never failed. And, and um, you know, like Batman's a bit of a Mary Sue. Let's yeah, be honest. Exactly, Batman yeah. is an absolute Mary Sue. <laughs> You know, unless but nobody cares, everybody loves it. Oh, it's so dark. I mean, I love yeah. Batman, but also like <laughs> fucking hell. Like you know, and and Marana, she works to grow as a person. Like nothing is handed to her, and we see that throughout the film. We see that growth. It's a short film, and we see such amazing growth from her. And again, it's growth that she has to learn herself, and by learning that, she empowers others. It's so fucking good. It's. It's basically a Ghibli film that is a Disney film. That's the other thing I love it. So I'm a huge Studio Ghibli fan. fan. And I mean, there's story elements in it that make it seem Ghibli-esque. So we're talking, you know, again, the love. You know, Ghibli films very rarely have a, a love story or if they do, it's a love of friendship or something like that. Um, you've got the environmental aspects around it, you know, the respect for the environment and respect for nature. You have certain elements in it where it's, so one of the things I love about Ghibli films, my all-time favourite thing about Ghibli films, is how they will hold a scene too long and they will show you something you do not need to see, but for some reason it's perfect. And you have elements of that in Moana as well. And I think that's what's so good about the making of Moana. I think all those other things, you know, but it's, it's a film about community, about believing in yourself. It's a film about diversity, but it's also a film that steps back and just takes a bit of time it's not about action. The only bit I don't like about Moana is the Kokomora, the coconuts, um, and they added it in because they watched Mad Max Fury Road and loved it, so they added it in because it was fun. <laughs> so I really like that and I really respect that. I don't think it's needed and I think it sort of takes away from sort of almost the slowness of the film. I, I will say, Ria, I totally forgot that was even in the film. Yeah, right. When I, when I came so back to it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Coco cunts. What are they doing? Uh, <laughs> but, but like, we actually do want to do a comparison to Mad Max Fury Road. She hasn't seen it. Moana. So Mad Max Fury Road, this is not a spoiler, is a film about you journey to one place and that's it. Right. And that's basically what Moana is as right. well. But it works in Mad Max Fury Road because the world building is so fucking genius. I'm not going to talk about how amazing that film is. That and that's so the good. same with Moana. The world building is there. It's all on the screen for you. It's all in the songs. It's all in... In the the voice cast, you know, it's all presented to you. It's about going to one place, and that's it. And it works. Good storytelling, Moana. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I would say, like, Moana, I think, is... I'd have to argue that the best Disney film arguably ever made. I, I yes, think that I, even over Disney Pixar stuff as well, because it's, I think the music is the best music of any Disney film ever. I, I think, I think there are individual songs in other Disney movies, which are better than songs in Moana, but e- almost every, I think every single song in Moana, either the, the worst song in the whole thing, I think is still really, really good. It goes up. It goes from really, really good to brilliant to amazing to unbelievably great. Like, I know that you're a big uh, Moana fan, Megan. Do you want to give us uh, your thoughts? And, and their songs not in the English language. Yeah. That, oh, that's what I was gonna, How yeah. amazing is that? The specific uh, tribe, uh, that dialect that only a few thousand people speak. Because obviously, our man Lin Manuel, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, one of the greatest songwriters of you. Absolute fucker! I don't need Bruno in my head. <laughs> <laughs> But we watched, like, we watched Moana, what, we, we've watched it to, while being together three times? I don't remember. We watch it almost every year, don't we? Maybe. I don't, I honestly don't know. <laughs> well, how long have you been together? <laughs> Nearly four years. Yeah. So maybe you've watched it four times. Well, yeah, well, I've seen it before I met Megan. I'm pretty sure, didn't I? Uh, how am I supposed to know what films you watched before <laughs> you met me? I you should know my entire history. Baby. <laughs> I've got a journal, my discography. Let me get out Mike's repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Moana, though? I like it. <laughs> Anything else? It's good. Apart from Shiny. Oh, I yeah, love I'm, Shiny. See, I'm not a huge fan of the Shiny love. song. It's the weakest song. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I, I distinctly remember watching that with my friend, and he had like. We were yeah, we were watching it at his, and then that song came on, and me and Mitchell were like, "What?" the fuck is this <laughs> it felt really out of place but i i love this film i really like it and like any time i watch it i just don't understand how the water is not That's real so beautiful it, like i literally stare so at it and beautiful. i'm like mike it's real and he's like it's animated and i'm like no no it's real it's real water yeah like i'm literally staring at it and i'm like it is real it looks real and my only main problem is that oh, I'm sad that the piggy doesn't get to go on the boat with them. Oh. I always, I always, I love the piggy. Hey, hey. So hey, hey gets to go on. Yeah, hey, hey like, sucks. Like, hey's great. How dare you? Like, hey, he's is like the Moana's best ever. mate, which is weird. But also, like, why does he get to go on? That's not fair. I agree. Hmm. Yeah, and the piggy would be less reliability. But it wouldn't have caught the uh, right. soul stone. Yeah, what's it called? The- the heart. heart of the ocean, not yeah. the heart of Tafiti, heart of the ocean, not heart Titanic. Yeah. Heart of Tafiti. <laughs> <laughs> Into the ocean. Yeah, I'm like, fuck it, that. Shit. Uh, I think Moana's one of those films that I could watch almost, I think of all Disney films, um, especially ones that are musicals, the rewatch value mm. is so high, which is so rare because so frequently when you watch um, Disney films, and I find... From any era, there's very rarely to have a soundtrack which every single song is banging. I mean, I love Hercules, but there are you know weaker songs, as we said today, the Vito one. Um, that was a slur and a half. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where everything I find about it, the music, the animation, the characters, everything Rhea said so eloquently, it's just... When I first watched it, I because people were telling me to watch it, and I was, you know, this was whenever it came out, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it eventually, because it's a Disney film, I know it's going to be good, but... It's, it's rare to watch a Disney film for me that's like phenomenal, like a nine or a 10 out of 10. They're all pretty much seven or eights. Like all, this is a good, fun, easy watching film. And loads of people were like, oh, you need to watch Moana. And I was like, yeah, I will. It's quite a musical one. So I don't know if I'm going to love it as much. And I watched it and I was like, this might be one of the best kids movies I've ever seen. Maybe in the top 50 best films I've ever seen. Like I, it's it's that good. You know, it, it's 
the the way I judge a lot of films of being in air quotes one of the best films ever is there's two main parts and it's if I can find any faults in it and the universal appeal not the amount everyone necessarily enjoys it but the amount of people who would give it a thumbs up or thumbs down kind of the Rotten Tomatoes model and I'm just like I I can't really fault it there's a couple of very minor gripes that you guys have kind of said but it's it's nearly a flawless movie, which for a musical is nearly impossible. And mm-hmm. I just, mm. you know, they've released films since then, uh, which are good. I think Encanto's banging, and Coco's amazing. That's a brilliant film. But yes. I just think they're not. They're like Moana's like the peak. And although Encanto and stuff are like you know really close, I I just think Moana's like lightning in a bottle in a sense. Agreed, absolutely agreed. And I cry every time I listen to yeah. it. I'll go. I can't. I like genuinely. It makes me so emotional. The performance of that song is absolutely sensational like she puts so much emotion into it and you you believe every single word of that song it's just amazing sorry dan you go no it's all right i i I was gonna say when i watched it this time like up until maui comes into it i was like this flows so well like it's almost is like the tide coming in there's a, a deliberate pace and a smoothness and you just you're just taken on what you're carried along by the the current of the story and 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 everything and it was so amazing just watching it and then you get to Maui and then the rocks in it. it's like I'm, 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 I'm. And, and, and I love I love that but the there's there's it's such a landmark film and, it, and I genuinely think I, I wouldn't say this about a lot of kind of Disney films but I think it is gorgeous cinema. Yes. I think it's beautiful cinema. And I know, like you were saying about the water, like, you know, computer-generated imagery has come along so, so far. Like a few years ago, they were like, we can't even do water. We're not even going to attempt fire. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> you know, like they put, I remember they put Ghost Rider back a full year because they were like, yeah, our effects aren't good enough yet. We're going to have to, we can't do flaming schools yet. Um, so the fact that, again, it's come so far. Again, I think all the kind of progressive stuff that Rhea was talking about as well. I've covered it. We covered it a little bit in the podcast I did with Natalie, just a touch. Um, but yeah, again, and it's, you know, it's such a, a sweet story. Again, it's not really a villain per se. If mm. it, if it is, it's probably Maui. You yeah, know, he, absolutely. He gave, you know, he gave the world everything, but then he also took it away from them as and, well. And his story is special in itself. The fact, you mm. know, he's an orphan who just wants to be loved and everything he's doing is so that people will love him. He's so lonely. Mm. And Moana makes him part of her family. Like, Oh, she's so fucking good, man. She she like restores gods. That's yeah. Moana is such a good character. She how many characters in anything that you can watch that isn't already a god restores gods basically with her words. Like that that's that doesn't really happen, you know? It's it's incredible. Sorry, Dan, I interrupted you again. It's just because I just want to talk about my animal. I, I don't blame you. I, I, you could. I, I'd like to hear you go on about it all day. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, I don't think we can. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I just. I think it's. I think it's a wonderful film. I think it is, like you said, like, like we said, landmark. I think it will change things. I think we're going to see. I, I love seeing I love seeing things from different perspectives and different cultures and and being engrossed in that and even in a small way like Moana like the whole Polynesian culture and everything like that. Um, if that it might that might be totally incorrect, I believe it's a Polynesian culture. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But that whole aspect, I love that the. 
just you know it's not obviously they can't go into great detail about the cultures and you know all the politics and history and everything but the, the fact that you get a flavor of it and a taste of it and and again like like Encanto doesn't have entirely you know English dialogue you know mm. it's, it's amazing as well and we've come we've come so far and I think uh, uh, Encanto just won a an NAACP award for the best uh, representation or best film or something um, you know and that's well deserved as well so but yeah, I can't. I can't really argue. It is phenomenal. Hashtag modern bell. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Uh, but yeah, it's it's wonderful. I think if Disney continue to bring us kind of stories like that, you know, um, we'll forget about those you know darker moments and those less PC things they did. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, amazing film. If I can say anything else about Moana, I'm just going to say to all of you, uh, fuck you, uh, Shiny is amazing. How dare you? <laughs> Jermaine Clement, half of Flight of the Concord. How dare you? I didn't say it was you? bad. I no. said it was the weakest song. I, I'll I think clarify. It's the most it, weird and different, and it doesn't fit in the... In yeah, it's out of place. It much. It's yes. a good song itself, yeah. but it is uh, out of place. I, I will say it is the least Moana-y song. It was kind of like, hey, Jermaine Clement said he's happy to do a song. It's like, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concord. Let's yeah. get him in here. What can we do? Let's put the, the hook in a crab layer. So he can do a crap song. Okay, do you want to let him do a couple of jokes? Yes, let's do a bioluminescence joke. It's like, and it's one of the funniest parts of the film. It's a creative diversion. And just as they leave, it's like, do you like my song? <laughs> I love things like that. It's so good. <laughs> Little on the nose, sort of. It's the polar opposite of, I've moaned a lot with Megan about like what I don't like about certain musicals when they're too serious. Because when you've got a serious character going out in the street and singing about how they're killing everyone or whatever, and all the people are dancing and then the song ends and then everyone goes back to normal, I can't. Whereas with this, it's like, oh no, he he literally He's was aware. singing. He was actually <laughs> literally singing with music and all the lights to them. And he even asked them about it. And I... I like that. I like humorous musicals, and I think I th- this. I think I had that. Well. I'm not a big musical fan either, Mike. And I definitely had that when I watched West Side Story. I went, "Oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet. It's like modern gangs." Mm. I was like, "Oh, great!" And then it's. I hate West Side Story. And I was like, I was like, I was like, where's where's all the stabbing and you know knife crime? That's apparently again. That's apparently what I wanted to do in my teenage years in musicals. I went on a big run. Big run about West Side Story because we went and saw it. We watched it recently, and I did not like it i will not be watching it it was pretty awful Oscar I, I i i tortured myself a little bit i went on a big my friend was like you should get out of your comfort zone down watch some stuff you don't usually watch and i went all right i'm just gonna watch some musicals i, I picked i found loads of random musicals to watch and i think my favorite one out of the bunch was um the best little whole house in texas with uh with the burt reynolds and um and dolly parton that was hmm. my favorite I've never seen that one. I haven't seen, seen a lot Dolly, of Dolly, so, you know. It's got so Dolly. It's got she's, Burt Reynolds. She's pretty fantastic. Um, I, I do just want to say about Shiny, like, even mm. though Shiny is the weakest song, it it does a such... Just... Everybody's so genius. It does such a good job because there's a story within the song. So, you know, they, he talks about he makes himself shiny because fish like it, so he gets to eat fish and that makes him big, and then he gets addicted to collecting shiny stuff. So it's like, even though it's a song that does feel like it shouldn't be there, they're all so fucking clever mm. that they write the song so that there's a mini story. So we, we know Tamatoa's story within the song. So we get a full character within, what, a three-minute song. So fucking clever. And it can and be like an on. Oh, sorry, Dan. Do you want no, to... I was going to say if if you're listening to our context, it still makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And I was, 
I was going to say it could be you could even look into even one step deeper and be political and be like it's about consumerism because he's really the only kind of Lovely. villain in air quotes in the like true villain and mm-hmm. it's all about him just wanting stuff for him and he's living alone in this little cave by himself well, in he's like a, he's a hermit yeah well he's not a hermit crab, technically is he yeah but he's not a hermit well, crab but he's a hermit that's cleverly done. Nicely oh, I'm, done, I'm not. I'm not collecting stuff, am I? <laughs> no, I mean, I collect loads of stuff. I mean, I, but oh, yeah. you know, I mean, they, they, some of them are quite shiny. Some of them are quite shiny. <laughs> you see the Magneto helmet. Is that Magneto helmet? Uh, no, it's a Black Knight helmet. So uh, that guy wow. you didn't like in Eternals, it's, that's him. Well, I, I didn't. No, I, I vaguely know of Black Knight, but I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that, I, I, I only knew Black Knight was going to be in Eternals because in Marvel Unlimited, it was like we recommend you the Black Knight comic because it's related <laughs> to Eternals, and I was like. What? And then I saw the film. I was like, oh. But anyway, um, anything else about Moana before? Well, no, I let's move on. Sorry, we should move on next. We should move happiness on. Let's do the next is. one. Let's do I the can't next wait. One. You're at the helm, my, my little cherub. I mean, we're doing Tangled. That's yeah. my film. Yeah. Tangled. I can see the light. Literally makes me cry every time that song comes on. As soon as they're on the water and you see the floating lights, That's I'm like, so, oh, it's is, so beautiful. That is pure art. I would have that shit all over my wall. Yeah. I, I mean, she does. Yeah, well, yeah, she literally <laughs> does. You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. why, why, why it's one of your favourite films. Like, if it was, was it expected? Because like, when it came out for me, I was like, eh, Rapunzel movie, I don't care. And then I watched it. I, I like, don't. I don't think I watched it straight away. I think. I think it was a while after that the film came out that I even watched it. So twenty ten. So six years before Moana, and it was kind. It's kind of in the. It's kind of in the middle. It's kind of. Yeah, I. So Tangled is not one. Of, it is up there with one of my favorite films, but it isn't my favorite. I just think, in comparison to other Disney movies. It is massively underrated. Yes. Like, if you think of Frozen and how Mm -hmm. fucking massive Frozen was and everyone's like, oh my God, it's such an amazing Christmas film. I'm like, it's not even Christmas. It's just because there's fucking snow. It's actually set in like July, but all right. Um, (laughs) Everyone goes bloody nuts for Frozen and they're like, oh my God, let it go, let it go. And it's just like, okay, cool, fantastic. But Tangled, I think, is far superior. I like, I don't really rate frozen that much as a movie i think it's one of the weakest of the last two decades of 3d animated films that aren't sequels i I used to think that but then i had a three-year-old well she was three at the time but then i had a child and we were in lockdown and we watched moana and frozen over and over and over and over and over and over again along with the incredibles for six months and now all three (laughs) films are genius (laughs) that is stockholm syndrome (laughs) i I think frozen 2 is better than the first one so i I agree i thought frozen 2 was banging but yeah, yeah I just yeah, I just think t- Tangle doesn't get as much of a a rap as other films do. And it's like the Hercules of uh, of Disney films recently. What do you mean? It's like the Her- Hercules is massive. Of the of the two D films is is like I think well, the way Tangled is compared to Moana and Frozen and a lot of the three D animated films, Tangled is not held in such high regard. And I think Hercules to the two D films like Lion King, Aladdin, um, those sort of films. I disagree with you. I think Hercules is pretty up there with all of those films. Okay. Has been a live action remade. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just think it's good. I think yeah, I don't I, I don't really know why I like it so much. Obviously, it's about a girl that just has this one wish and she's been trapped in a fucking tower for her entire life. I I think there are flaws with this film there are just questions that i ask like she's obviously i want to go see the land to well i want to see the floating lights that happen on my birthday each year and it's like well why the fuck would the woman 
yeah, tell you that you have a birthday, let alone that that is your specific date of birth. Like, I find that really odd. Like, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to snatch the princess. I'm going to keep her date of birth exactly the same because that's not inconspicuous. Like, and within a mile or so. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're not even that far away from the castle. Um, but yeah, I think the animation's cool. And I, why, I like why would you tell her uh, birthdays even exist? No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, why, why would you even bother? Like, and and also, yeah, the mum's just a dick in this film. Like she she's a proper villain. Like yeah. she's, she's not she's, a real mum, is she? She's not part? a real mum. She's, she's awful. Right. She doesn't care about the kid. And it's just like even right at the beginning of the movie when you don't when you, obviously well straight from the beginning of the film you know that she's some sort of person that uses the magic from the thing because obviously Flynn Rider tells the story, doesn't he? Um, he narrates it. But like even when you first meet her. She's just like, oh, I don't know how you do this so long. It must be so difficult. You do it every day. And she's like, I don't know why it takes you so long then. It's just like, oh, you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. She's like, you've just dragged this woman up from the ground from the bottom of a tower by your hair. Hmm. And it's not good enough. She is. And also, the animals in this film are fantastic. The side characters, Pascal and Maximus, are two fantastic animal sidekicks and they don't have any words yeah yeah they're like completely mute they're great they're like Lando. animation animation for you just pure character it is great i love it i love this film yeah i absolutely adore it too it's it's one of the it's actually a film that oh god it came out nearly 12 years ago lord above um it's a film that the reason it wasn't that long ago it's 2010 It was, it was such a baby. Oh, well, it's, I, I think everyone goes through the phase of, you know, not watching many Disney films or not liking them as much in air quotes. And then, as you guys both said, I think you kind of you do as a kid, then teenager and kind of young adult, you generally don't. And then you get back into it and you realize, oh my God, they're actually, they are incredible, you know. And Tangled, I think, was one of those films. So, yeah, 10 years ago. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was like 17 ish. So, 17, 18. So, I was at the exact age. Yeah, it came out in 2010. We were 16. 10 oh, 11 years ago wasn't it mm-hmm. okay yeah sorry i'm getting my still even younger so, so i don't i didn't watch it at the cinema so i probably watched it when i was you know 17 18 or so and i was like uh, rapunzel uh, disney film uh, and then i watched it and i was like this is funny the music's good the characters are great the the flynn rider his reaction in the bar when everyone starts singing <laughs> is so, so good because <laughs> it's just like this is a, it's the kind of thing where i was like, oh, i don't like disney films because you know everyone always singing and dancing and stuff and it's just it's a bit you know that when i didn't like um Mm. musicals and stuff and i was just like that's lame and i don't like it and whatever and then you watch this film as that child or as that mm. teenager and then you see flynn you're like oh he gets it i guess this film's okay <laughs> you know and the, the film is actually amazing i can and relate the, to that yeah to that. <laughs> it's kind of funny I'll, I'll give it that much <laughs> the song's still too musical now, so. <laughs> i think relating to like relating to the characters for me like rapunzel obviously has this like Wonderlust. She wants to leave the tower. She wants to go see the the lanterns. She wants to like go and explore and live her life. And I kind of relate to that. Like, not that I've been trapped. <laughs> I mean, two years. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. How long have you been with Mike? <laughs> I've been trapped stop, since stop July two thousand and eighteen. But like, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to do the thing. And one of my favorite, like, as shitty as it is for the planet <laughs> one of the things that i would love to see more than anything are the fucking floating lanterns mm. it would be my dream to see that but obviously it's super bad for the environment so the likelihood of that happening is n- not really 
gonna happen and also i don't really want to fuck the environment so if they manage mike, to do it r- write this down in your notes mike <laughs> write this down in your notes i mean she mentions it all the time every I time we see a tra- it. comment like, coming it's coming mike. from a man with many failed relationships write it down. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's why when i see that scene i get so emotional because like fireworks are one of my favorite things sunsets and water are like my favorite things so the mm. fact that she's on a boat in the middle of a lake surrounded by just beautiful lights i'm like i want that so badly i just want to be in that position also with rapunzel also with tangled there are so many funny moments Mm -hmm. there's loads of like really subtle comedic things like when they're in um the what's it called the the mucky duck i think the pub's called oh yes um they're like the songs the song in that is great because obviously she goes in and they're like I had a dream <laughs> and all of the like evil like villainous like baddies that are meant to be what they look like mm. they obviously like collect ceramic unicorns and want to be <laughs> concert pianists and it's just funny and then my favourite character in the whole thing oh, is, yeah. is the old man that is Cupid and he's yeah. flying around the room and he's like blowing kisses into the camera so he like breaks the what's it called breaks, fourth the, breaks fourth the fourth wall. wall by blowing a kiss into the camera He's like, <laughs> he does it then, and at the end, and he does it at the end in the credits. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, the humor is top top tier, and it's one, like of, the, even one the of my favorite the jokes is the is the wanted poster of Flynn Rider. Yeah, they can, they, he's got a slightly different nose yeah. in each one, and it's like you never get it right, never get it right. <laughs> It's so well, good. Even though the KOing scene is very silly when it keeps knocking out Flynn Rider and things, yeah. and you hate the finger bit. I hate the it. fingers get closed in the door. And it's oh, like, I don't <laughs> like things that I can imagine happening. So that's why, like, if anyone's seen Daredevil, that's why sometimes with Daredevil I struggle to watch that because Only it's series a bit... one or two guys don't support it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but like, there are things in it that happen that I'm like, oh no, I can't yeah, watch that. And, and when she's trying to get him into the cupboard and he's like landing face first onto the ground, I'm like, oh. Ooh, that would hurt so much it would be so painful yeah and the finger bit is the worst where he's I, I think this film is a lot more it makes yeah. me feel so weird I think the film is a lot more cartoony in the sense of like how much characters can take because like I find in Hercules one thing I forgot to mention is I really like it that when you see him get fought twice I think and he has wounds mm. he has bruises, especially when he's had his powers taken exactly. away from and him it's, that's, I forgot to mention that in Hercules when he loses powers it's harrowing because you watch him just get beaten to a pulp and he keeps trying and trying it's very much a spider-man keep getting up thing but and you see how much he's bruised and you don't really see that in these films and tangled is the opposite people fall from re- apart from uh you know the queen turns to dust aside from that like no one dies <laughs> yeah, in this film does. i don't think at all no one even can i'm not sure i think the the mum is the only character who actually can die in the whole thing because so much stuff happens to all these people especially flynn he gets like ko'd like what yeah. eight times in the space of like five minutes like he would be dead or have severe trauma but it's a cartoony fun it's slapstick movie. isn't it it brings yeah. in slapstick comedy and, it and does it really well yes yeah. 100% but even though that it has that kind of comedy there are still like like uh, emotional not, beats yeah like the, the range of emotions that the mm-hmm. characters feel in this film like I, I said it to Mike when we watched it whenever we see the king and he's upset it makes me sad it makes me really teary because i don't know what it is specifically about the dad 
being sad it like breaks my heart and no dialogue as you put it and there's and there's no dialogue as well and there's there's no speech and it's so like it genuinely makes me tear up whenever i see the dad crying in this film i'm like oh i was like he just wants his baby (laughs) i just Mm want to be reunited and it's like obviously you've got rapunzel who wants to go and live her life and then she realized that she's like literally been lied to her entire life and has been betrayed and she's lost what 18 years of being able to spend that time with her actual parents and then on the flip side you've got the actual parents that have lost the 18 years of being able to spend that time with the child and then you see it in just the faces of those characters it's ugh, it's so good yeah it's Mo- i think moana and tangled share that kind of coming of age Ooh. story oh yeah very very well and you know beauty and the beast does it in a, a lot of you know a lot of disney films are kind of themed yeah. the, the way oh, yeah. you know, Hercules, that there's always it, a, there's always a i want something so yes like there's always like this is my, this is what i want or i need or mm. i think i need and that's usually the first song in the film um or second or third and i think i think this one is probably one of the best i think of that um to to give that example to give that that longing that need that desire and what what i love as well about it is when she loses when she loses when she leaves the tower she's she's not entirely too keen about it she knows what she wants to she she knows i've got to do it i'm gonna go see the lights but it's also the unknown and 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 going into that and tiptoeing cautiously and like maybe go back maybe i should go back and there's that sequence back and forth. It is very kind of, um, what's the word, kind of screwball comedy yeah. a little bit. There's a bit of a screwball comedy element to it, which I, I think really works. But I think I think Megan was right. There's, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, like people complain the MCU can sometimes have one joke too many mm. in like an emotional, during in like an emotional beat. Um, but I, th- I don't think Tangled ever has that. I think it's just perfectly balanced in all those, in all those ways. Hmm. Rhea, do you have any thoughts on uh, Tangled? I love Tangled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I went to see Tangled at the cinema with my friend B, and like, so the scene when she leaves the town, she's going back and forth. We were in absolute stitches, surrounded by children, just two adults <laughs> going to see Tangled, as you do, um, like both doubled over laughing. And I think that's what's so good about this film. It's exactly what you've talked about. It's they know where the emotional beats are. They know when to bring the comedy in. They know when to be sincere. They know when to be slapstick. They know when to be scary. You know, Mother Knows Best is actually quite a frightening song. Yeah. And they present that really well within the film. Um, you know, and I just, I do think there's something special with it. Now, I do think Frozen is very good, but I do agree. I think this is superior to Frozen. And I feel like, it just missed something, whether it was in the marketing and how it was promoted or whatever was going on in the world at the, at the time. And I feel like more and more people are discovering Tangled. And that just makes me really happy because I think it's got the same sort of thing as Moana. It's about a young woman trying to find herself. And there is romance. And I have some issues with the romance. I don't like that the voiceovers, Flynn Rider, when it's Rapunzel's story, I really don't like that. Hmm. But I do like sort of the joke at the end about getting married and et cetera. But then I don't like that she says, and then we lived happily ever after. Like there, you know, that that beginning voiceover and that end thing, I don't particularly like. Um, I, I think that takes away from a lot of her power. But I think it is, you know, it's a kid's film. And I've got to keep that in mind when I'm talking about it. But I think the message it's trying to say is really important and really powerful. And I think it doesn't shy away from 
Rapunzel having to make difficult decisions in her life. It doesn't shy away from Mother Gothel being scary, being an abusive parent, which is what mm. she is. Mm. You know, and it doesn't shy away from 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 the emotion at the end when she gets back to her family. But it also has the funniness in it, and that keeps little kids engaged, and that keeps like young girls engaged, young boys engaged. You know, exactly what you said. Young boys will see Flynn Rider and be like awesome he he's in on the joke i'm in on the joke i can like this disney film because we're all in on the joke yeah and that's really good storytelling mother gothel i think is one of the best disney villains Mm -hmm. i think she's absolutely fantastic i absolutely get her motivation whether i agree, agree with it or not i fully get her motivation i i have like a weird backstory for her in my head which is so before that, when the film begins, we see that she is not part of the community. She is not, she, she doesn't live around the castle in that village city, whatever that's supposed to be town around the castle. So I, in my head, you know, she's an old woman, single, no children. She's been expelled from the community. She sees the magic star, whatever the thing comes down. I can't remember. It's like a bit of a star or sun or something, isn't it? Come down and make the flower. I understand why she thinks she has ownership of that flower because she has got her own life. She's discovered that. That's almost like her scientific discovery, right? She figures out the power that it has. I'm not saying any of this is right, but I get it. And then they just come along to rescue one child. Now, having had a baby, I would totally do that as well. But I see why she's then like, you have taken this thing that is mine and basically destroyed it for something for you. I too would feel resentment about that. I'm not saying that means you should kidnap children, everybody. I'm very <laughs> against that. But, you know, I think she has valid motivation and that's why she is such a good villain. And she is awful to Rapunzel. Like exactly what you said, Megan. She's like, why is it taking you so long? Literally, fuck off, mother. Such <laughs> a bitch. Um, but, you know, but at the same time, she's constructed a world. It must be really hard for her to continue constructing this world or lying as Rapunzel grows up. You know, she's got her own conflicts about that. Again, I'm not saying that means she's right. But that's what makes her a good villain. We all talk about why Thanos is a good villain because you understand his motivations. And I feel like Mother Gothel is the same. Hmm. We we talked about uh, me and Natalie talked about Mother Gothel on length. You fancy her, don't you? I do fancy her a little bit as well. <laughs> She's I, I I I think I'm slightly into older women. I think, uh, <laughs> especially ones that are trying to stay young. I don't know. But yeah, we went into obviously the complexity of the writing, the complexity of those ideas and the kind of, and what your parents talk to you like and the like, you know, don't make me the bad guy. I'm only doing this. It's for you. It's for the best. And, and really it's, there's the old intentions or their insecurities and fears coming through and, and affecting the child and stuff. And, and I think what they do as well, which is really nice talking about, uh, again, uh, Megan and Rhea were talking about the, the, the longing for the parents and the child. They kind of almost flip it a little because we, on the podcast I did with Natalie as well, we talked about how often the Disney characters have dead parents or dead mums mm. so often. And I think what's nice about this is they are alive. And it's about her getting back to the parents as opposed to them just being completely gone and finding out who she is. And that's kind of, even though she doesn't know that, we all know that that's kind of going to happen. So I, I quite like, and again, again, you don't need the like, oh, I miss my daughter so much. <laughs> you don't need that because again, 
the the quality of the animation, the quality of the of the acting for you know obviously the cartoon characters, but the the acting and the representation of that is so powerful. Uh, and again, those beautiful moments, like 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 every scene is like Rapunzel's painted it. You know, oh, it's go- yeah. gorgeous, beautiful. You know, uh, it could you know it could be a Van Gogh or whatever you want to call it, Monet, whatever. Um, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous kind of cinematography and just. It's a beautiful film. It's um, just as beautiful as Mother Gothel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I think Mother Gothel is one of the most, if not the best, most complex modern Disney villains. And, and I said this on my podcast. There's too many kind of surprise villains. I think mm. at this moment in time, and and they don't because of that because we're trying to figure out who it might be or who's going to turn out to be the villain. Or maybe it's like um, spoilers Encanto, where the effectively is no villain but maybe if if you discuss it there far is. enough is, yeah. or yeah it's down to your opinion if there is or it's not um that's up to you i yeah i kind of think there is too to be honest but um, yeah, sure. but, but, there you, but there you go and um and i think i think that there's a problem and we don't get as many classic disney disney villains as we did and i think mother gothel is as close to kind of maleficent cruella de vil and ursula as you're going to get in recent disney films Hmm. And I would say that um, I, I made a note where she reminds me in certain ways. Uh, and when I first say is it may not make sense, but I'm going to elaborate. She reminds me a little bit of Umbridge in Harry Potter because people hate Umbridge more than Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Because the term I heard online people use is Voldemort's just pure evil. He's evil. You want him locked away and stuff. But ev- and you've never met an evil being like that because it doesn't, it doesn't exist really. But everyone has met an Umbridge. And everyone has had an experience, if it's not with a parent or a family member or even just a mem or someone who has authority over you, treating you in the same manipulative way that Mother Gothel treats Tangled. It's that sort of thing where it's an insult. Sorry, Rapunzel. Rapunzel treats Tangled. The cat, the princess Tangled, um, <laughs> treats Rapunzel. Yeah, um, but it's like that thing where it's the kind of um, it's not quite negging because that's a completely different thing. But you know, it's no. that kind of. Lots of seeds of doubt about you and attacking your character in like gaslighting. A, yeah, gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Attack of a thousand cuts or worse as well. It, it's a it, it, gaslighting. Exactly, it. it's just being horrible, and then you, as soon as the, it's like a horrible thing, it's oh, no, I'm just joking. It's like, okay, but you're doing it every fucking second, mm. and all you're doing is saying horrible shit to me, and then be like, oh, I'm joking. Don't worry about it. Ha ha ha. And it's like, as an adult, especially, everyone meets that, and I think it's it's quite. It's only something I've thought of while discussing this. I think it's quite an important lesson to children. It's like, if someone is treating you like this, think about their ulterior motives. Think mm. about if someone is constantly, you know, being negative to you all the time. And anytime you bring it up, they will never accept, they will never apologize. They'll never accept they're wrong in any way. All these elements of someone who in real life, in modern, could be someone who could be your villain of your life. It could be someone Ooh. who causes you great upset and anguish and problems and things, but might be someone who's very close to you. And it's quite a, a, a dark but quite important lesson that some people could learn about people like that that I've only just uh, mm. thought about so that's why I think it works as well her being a villain it's not the standard I'm evil why because I want to destroy the world like, okay <laughs> in <laughs> fact <laughs> Mike that is something you should take umbrage with oh oh, oh lord <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the villain in your stories. That's, that's what I actually, is. if I'm a little bit mean, I actually thought as you came close to the camera, my my brain went, shiny! Just, you know, <laughs> 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 no, 
I'll remember that, Mother Gothel. I'll remember that. <laughs> um, there's, uh, we're going to start to wrap up here because we have been rambling for nearly two hours and it's getting near Rhea and Megan's bedtimes. Um, it's past my bedtime. It's near, we're near there. Yeah, this is the time wow. when you're normally getting ready for bed. Um, but <laughs> Megan goes to sleep, I start reading comics. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I'm literally under a blanket. <laughs> I was ready for bed two hours ago, guys. Already in my blanket. Um, but there's one thing that Megan says, which I think is quite funny. I wrote a note so you can get the glory of it. What you always say about Rapunzel. I can't even read what that says. Just the first word. Feet. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> I have I have two things with this. Not with this specific. First of all, her feet would be so sensitive that stepping onto that well first of all stepping onto the grass would feel weird because obviously she's only ever stepped on concrete but she like is running around the forest barefoot like she's gonna get splinters she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna Mother Megan. she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna get injured and she's like running around as if like it's normal she's gonna feel it's gonna be a sensory overload like not even just with what's on her feet like it's complete sensory overload she's gonna be seeing things that she's never seen for the first time she's gonna be feeling things that she's never felt for the first depth, time probably she's gonna be hearing things that she's never heard for the first time yeah exactly her depth perception is gonna be shot so like <laughs> she's only lived in a room um like it's it's just gonna be insane for her that's one of the things I know. Again, it's a, it's a Disney film. Like they're not gonna, you know, go into the in depth. So much logic. Yeah. I mean, again, just double bill it with room, and there you go. You get the experience of what it's like to come out into the real world. Not the room. That's a very different film. Yes. Although it is amazing. I have the, the room is the film I've watched the most at the cinema. Wait, um, which one's which? So the room is Tommy Wiseau. Oh. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yes, the greatest film ever. Room, room is the Thank one you. with the Thank the mother you, and the son, the boy yeah. stuck in room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, um, also with with her hair, why doesn't it not break her neck, and why is it always so clean? Yes. The why is it not knotty as fuck? Because she I she it every day. We see well, that, she does. She uh, says <laughs> that in the song. I brush. Know, when she runs through the forest, though. Well, yeah, she brushes and I mean, brushes yeah. and brushes her hair. I think yeah. it's magic because whenever. You yeah, know, I think magic as well. But it's the linking, linking in with the hair, my second gripe is it makes me so angry. And I know that Flynn Rider is doing this to save her. Why does he cut it so short? She literally won't be able to do anything with that hair from now on. Like she's, it's not going to grow. It's, it's permanently short now. She's never going to be able to like put it up in a ponytail if it's getting in her face. It really stresses me out that he cuts it so fucking short. Her hair was so long. Megan, he is not a hairdresser. <laughs> I mean, he literally has a knife and, and just goes. Yeah, like exactly. That. And he's also just been stabbed, so he's probably not going to do his best work. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just saddens me as as like i got like was it like 12 or 13 inches cut off of my hair last year yeah yeah so like when i had short hair i was like oh god i was like where's it all gone let alone having inches and inches and inches of hair that like literally goes around the entire <laughs> tower i i have a hair phobia so her hair does make me feel quite physically sick i can't bear other people's hair the only people's hair I can bear is my husband's and my daughter's, and that's it. I can't, and if I'm in the shower, I can't, you know, when you wash your hair and your hair comes out, I cannot bear my own dead hair touching me. 
makes me feel physically sick. If somebody brushes their hair next to me, I have to leave because I gag. So oh. there are some things about this film I'm very uncomfortable with. Her, her butt crack hair. So when you wash your hair and you get stuck in your butt crack, <laughs> all of us have experienced that, men and women. Like, it must be unbelievable. She's also, like, it would get stuck under our armpits. Yeah, and she'd and she's just rolling up clumps every day and, like, chucking them out the window. Where Creating bird's nests. Yeah, like... Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it is... It, yeah, but I I'm think so it, happy when those little kids tie up. I'm like, fuck yes, best little kids ever. Even then, though, that that would if she whipped someone with that, <laughs> was a heavy. that would that would do some damage. Like, her neck should really be like a tree trunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, look, yeah. she should be eating five dozen eggs like Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she should have the build of Maui, if <laughs> head and shoulders. There, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Oh, we will wrap up but my last sort of thing with Tangled even though I think this phenomenal film and I think all these films are brilliant I will all clarify that uh, for all the very, a lot of different reasons but also there's a lot of common threads along mm. these uh, films as well which I really like um, yeah, I think Strong Females is one of the big things about this as well which mm. really works um, and obviously music's banging and stuff but I was going to say with Tangled the only other minor critique and once again this doesn't ruin the film at all it's just like if you kind of like the objects thing in Beauty and the Beast if you look at it too much it's a bit um is her hair with the mum it, it makes the mum younger but then when the hair gets cut the mum just starts to die and, and stuff but her hair heals people but did that would the wound then yeah but she the mum only turned to dust when the hair was cut off yeah, hmm. but I'm saying surely that would then undo any wounds. Oh, I she see what heals. you're saying. If you get if you, if you get okay. your hand cut okay. and it heals, oh, it, surely the the wound should open up again. Mm. But maybe that's oh, a different. Yes. Maybe that's a different thing because it's maybe it's the age and injury. Maybe they're too. Yeah, but things. also I guess that wouldn't really matter with Flynn because it's just his hand, wouldn't it? Well, it, she he cut his hand. And he's just been stabbed, but then it's the tear that heals him. Yeah, I know. With because the, no, I meant more the because hand part. the powers inside of Rapunzel all along. Yeah, the power it's isn't not about her hair. The power is Rapunzel herself. It's only because the hair yes. is connected. I mean, her hair when it gets cut though. What doesn't make sense though is the hair that gets cut off should stop being magic. Yeah, but the hair that, connects that to bit her head. Because really also, like, well, what if? And in theory, her hair, if it grows back, isn't going to be magic then. So it's like, well, that length of hair, as Rhea hates doing, if you just do this with your hair and just grab a little bit, bits of your hair will come out. So having hair that long, surely lots of bits of her hair over time would get ripped out. And therefore she'd have little patches. Yeah, there would be so Here's here's a potentially disgusting question. Um, (laughs) You're not going to talk about the nether region hair, are you? No. Magical properties. No, no, I was 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 going to say, I was going to say, you know, women do have hair. All over the body, you know, hair on the legs, armpits, wherever, you know. It's called pubic hair. We're all grown pubic up. Hair. Yes, yes, pubic <laughs> hair. I'm thinking of arm hair. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, you know, the, the, the nether region. Yes, yeah, I'm like right. saying that. Or the lady garden. We were trying to be my Megan. The foo. No. Oh, my God. Hair on the regions. Nether region's good for both genders. Slash vagina. Yeah, I call it. I, I call it the pachina. I hate it. <laughs> and Mike hates what? it. <laughs> That's like so unsexy. The pachina. It, <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me think of that Family Guy bit where he's like, is the doctor comes in and he says, "Let me look at that vagina." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, if it, it, could she have just like if she had some, you know, armpit hair? Could she have held onto that and used that? Does that have mag- magical properties? Does her armpit hair and leg hair and pubic hair all grow really long? Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, after it, it it stops growing after a certain point. Like I've left my armpit hair 
grow a bit sometimes when I've been no bit, comment <laughs> sometimes Dude, when I've, I think it's empowering so when yeah, I've been I've grown out my armpit hair and it feels yeah. fucking yeah. ass when I feel yeah. a bit lazy and I can't be bothered yeah, it, it doesn't grow past a certain point like it, it stops that growing after true. a while it, it only reaches a certain imagine like, it's like hair, late at night and you, it's really pitch black and you really need to see everything and you start seeing your hair and your armpit <laughs> hair and your leg hair your toe hair and your pubic hair all just started glowing. You'd just be like, I've got it, guys. I don't know. Don't turn on the lights. I've yeah. got you. Yeah. Well, it's coming from someone who uh, did a full body wax for charity a few years ago. Everything, you name it. It was it was done. Um, I, I'm you know I'm shocked anybody would do that you know routinely to their body. Um, so fair play to anyone that does. Is that how you became bold? Uh, <laughs> it happened. It should never came back. The rest, your body had to grow all the rest of the hair back, and it just stopped here. Just it just went all at once, and your body couldn't take it. It was like, like oh, we need like, to prioritize. It's, it's like the Incredible Hulk. He's got short hair, but then he turns to the Hulk. He's got long hair. It's just like. It goes, <laughs> I'm like one of those chia pets in reverse. <laughs> you put things um, on your head. Yeah, <laughs> no matter all, how much I try, try to grow it back. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, fair play to anyone that does any of that upkeep because I, I fucking stopped doing that. I was like, this is this is it. All of this, this is it. You're not going to get any upkeep. I might do the beard, beard I might do the head. That's about it. Everything else is just gonna, well, you know, depending. If it's a special occasion, perhaps I might, I might go out. <laughs> Shape it to a D uh, <laughs> or an S, depending on who the lucky lady is. Wait, <laughs> you're gonna get your initials in my, in my bits. <laughs> Can I support uh, your Patreon and get you to do that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> your GCC in your pubes. Pound a month for that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What's it going to be this week? <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I think, is is there anything, because I'll, I'll wrap up now, does anyone have anything else to add about any of the four movies at all before I get into people plugging their own stuff? No. Nope. You must, Megan. You oh. must say the final words. You, you don't have to. If you don't Films. Want. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Thumbed up um, well. <laughs> wonderful. Well, um, I'll, do, do you want to... Tell people where they can find you first, Megan, because you love it. Hello, everyone. I've started a podcast. It's called I Don't Have a Podcast. Um, but I do have an Instagram account. People think you actually have a <laughs> no, podcast. No, I don't have a podcast. I don't have a podcast. That sounds like the name of a podcast. I can't find it on iTunes. <laughs> it only exists in my imagination. Uh, yeah, I've got a Spotify. I don't have a podcast. You have a Spotify. Um, I have a... You do technically have a Spotify account. <laughs> if you want to follow the playlist that I, I am, make. I am featured on Spotify mm-hmm. because I've been on podcasts, so you can find me on Spotify. True. Um, Superstar. Recording artist. I am. It's, it's true. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I have an Instagram account, so if you want to follow that, there you go. It's Grits Gets Fit. <laughs> I'll put a link like the, the fact you nearly didn't say the name. Like, yeah, it's because whenever I say it, it, Mike's like... You need to spell it out. <laughs> so it's Grits Gets Fit. G-R-I-T-T-S Gets Fit. And it's all about my health and fitness journey. Even though recently I've not been posting so much because I've been enjoying food too much. It's mainly so. photos of the food that we eat and then photos of us post-gym and then I'll occasionally pop up in the background. Yeah, and there'll be a tortoise there from time to time. That is true. That is true. Occasionally. But yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, that's I me. <laughs> I was going to you say that the, where the actual podcast where people find you every week on. Oh, well, if you want to listen to me speaking, <laughs> then you can pay to listen to me by <laughs> going on to Mike's Patreon account, which is Quite. Genuine Chit Chat on Patreon. Genuine Chit Chat, because that's how Mike always says it to emphasize the cheese. Especially if I am on, a, on someone else's podcast, because as a Southern British man, Chit Chat. <laughs> water harry potter i like a bit of that no it's you have to enunciate i thought um, you were i thought you were doing it because somebody might think it was called shit chat <laughs> and it, my makes my mates make jokes about that they say uh, no, the sorry. only people who listen to people's mums and it's genuine shit chat so it's like oh, oh very, very funny so it's, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad joke though they should stop making that joke yes they should shouldn't they dan Yes. <laughs> you did it on air. They did it in private. Oh, no. Right I'm giving people ideas. Had you well, on my, the show. Well, my oh. podcast is boring. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue. You've <laughs> stolen it again. Go on. <laughs> Plug yourself online for our lovely audience to enjoy. You can listen if you want. It's there. Uh, Spider Dan and the Secret Balls. B-O-R-E-S. There you go, Mike. Uh, so I've spelt it out correctly. <laughs> so don't don't get confused. Um, it's on all good uh, podcast catchers, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. whatever. However you listen, go find it. It's on there. Um, if you want all the other information, go to spiderdanandthesecretballs.com. Um, it, it's got our other Disney discussion with Natalie. So a four-hour podcast about feminist Disney villains. So check that out in association with this podcast. I'll also leave a link for this podcast in the link in the show notes for that podcast retroactively. Ooh. <laughs> Post-editing. Anyway. I'll, I'll yes. put links to that conversation in the show notes Ex- as well. So yeah. you just go back and forth infinitely Cross. and get our download numbers up to millions. Crossing over in so many ways. Uh, yeah, so check us out. Uh, lots of weird and wacky cult films and comics and stuff. And and yes, please do. It's a lot of fun. So. And Rhea was on one of them, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Listen to Dan and I talk about Slither. It's an excellent, excellent conversation. It, it is, it is. Yeah. And even I Am Jack's Musing said it was, so it must yeah. be. Yeah. He did. He did like it. Um, and uh, yes, and listen to Ria's podcast, which is... Oh, thank you. Smooth. Uh, so, <laughs> where are all the places you can find me? Listen to my podcast, Femme on Film. All three of you are coming on Femme on Film. We've already got Dan in. I don't know if Mike's told you about this, Megan, but you are going to come yeah, on as filmless. a team and then I'm getting you on by yourself without Mike <laughs> yeah. so we can Ooh. talk about him. Yeah. Back. I love hearing <laughs> women talk about me when I'm not there. It's good. <laughs> Is that your kink? Um, no, I just, I've got such a massive ego that I know that whenever I'm not around, everyone's always talking about me. Oh, like, talk you know, about me when I'm not there. Yes, do it. I'll, I'll be honest, my favourite podcast of Mike's is when it's you, Tonya, Rhea, Megan, and you all ganged up on him. That was yeah. Everyone, a lot of people messaged me. In fact, someone became a Patreon for to hear part two of that episode. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. I need to hear more of Mike getting wrecked. <laughs> Uh, so yeah come and hear me on other Mike episodes come see me with Dan uh, Femme on film at Femme F-E F-E-M-M-M for monkey E O-N for November F-I-L-M for monkey again nobody knows what I just spelled out because it's just so many fucking words Femme on film on or at Rhea Carrigan oh, I've got to spell my bloody name R-I-A-C-A-R-R-O-G-A-N fuck's sake uh on twitter and instagram uh see meet me at pop gorillas i'm not fucking spelling it out <laughs> i'll put links to all i would have anyone listening there's gonna be links to every single thing that people say here it's just because megan's grit exactly. gets fit grits isn't a normal word apart from normally it's 
Not with two T's. bloody surname. Yeah, Grits. <laughs> no, your surname is Gritty. The, the thing is... That's gr- the thing, is whenever people say the word Gritty, and Dan, you've said it a couple of times, every time you say it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Grits, the word, if you if someone has just gritted the road, you know, if you if a truck is gritting a road, Grits, it grits yeah. the road. So that's G-R-I-T-S. So if you say Grits gets fit, people would think it only has one T. That's why I always make Megan spell it. I'm not that anal about these <laughs> things. Megan's face. <laughs> Spelling is fun. (laughs) Grits in America is a form of food, you know. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. She was pointing at the camera for some reason. No, I was pointing at Dan because I was saying I I was about to say that. Yeah, I saw it. Shut up, Mike. I had to say to people listening why they wanted we all just burst out laughing over nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I I have to try and host this. Well, everyone, this has been recorded. So if you want to see it, go give Mike some views on YouTube. (laughs) Yes. Well, like and subscribe. Like yes. and subscribe. Is that all of the uh, plugging, Rhea, before Oh, I... I have no idea, yeah. Okay, Fe- Film on Film, Pop Gorillas, Indie Comics Spotlight, yes. lots of Does things going on. Comics in Motion, all that good yeah. stuff. Comics in exactly. Motion, the most Genuine wonderful chit-chat. place ever. Join us yes. there. We have a great time. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And we're going to be Beautiful. doing uh, more of these sort of... Um, the Disney discussion, Disney discussions, that sort of vague... Uh, we should do some thing. Disney Pixar films. I want to do Coco. Yes. Coco's yeah. great. Film. I'm playing Underrated. Coco. Yeah, it is. I have seen it <laughs> approximately 10,000 times because I <laughs> teach it at school. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Coco's in the next category because I'm very interested in this. Cool. Well, we're, we're going to do... There's a few ideas I've got throwing around like live action compared to uh, mm. sort of originals as well as like some of the direct-to-DVD sequels because yes, like we sequels, looked on Disney Plus I'm and I was like there's those. like three Lion Kings there's a Cinderella there's sequels there's three Pocahontases as well yeah and it's like oh, Pocahontas oh, I think it is actually <laughs> um, <it's>, um, <laughs> so there are so many of them of all these like I think Fox and the Hound has got a sequel as well <sighs> Lady in the Tram I mean so almost every Disney film has got some sort of sequel and we're going to choose all the ones that Dan said he hated the most and couldn't get yes. through and we're going to make him watch them again and you then mean, after he's done it them. we're going to tell him we're not even doing the podcast anymore <laughs> so, <we> just, <laughs> so he just wants them all and none of us have to <laughs> um, I can't believe you do that to me <laughs> uh, many things sir uh, but no the um so that's the plan for the future. We're going to talk on Discord, minus Megan, <laughs> about what the future of the Disney discussion that's is. That's not but, yeah. a diss to Megan, no. by the way. She's she will be Discord. included in the chat. In yeah. I just form. don't want to be in Discord. I, no. I'm not the fan she of... She can read it. You can repeat yeah. it, Mike. It's I know. And I say to Mike, Mike, send this. She does. Like, no, like, when I quote things, <laughs> like when I put my, things in quote marks, <laughs> like it is literally what we're saying. of me wearing the... The towel with the The towel, the me pretending <laughs> oh, to be the woman from... amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a participator. I just don't like Maybe a group. So. Second half, yeah, you, you get su- to have yeah. all the glory. But I'm, a none passi- of the, I'm a passive discorder. Yeah. You, you well, suggested a, a weird sex scene for my upcoming podcast. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, uh, is that a spoiler for Dan's upcoming podcast? Well, it, it's oh, it's yeah. not going to be in my five, but it will be in the honourable mentions. Don't worry. I can't remember what one I said. Well, we can talk about. We can tell we'll we are after. About, yeah, we, but, we um, do need to wrap this up. Yes, you are yes. right. Sorry, it, I'll try it, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> it just was so funny. It on, like, <laughs> sorry, uh, but you can obviously you're listening to my show already. Genuine chit chat. Um, you can if you go over to YouTube, please subscribe so and get my subscriber numbers over hundred. I know barely any of you listen on YouTube because that's how you're probably listening to it right now. Is you're listening to audio wise, but please. 
subscribe on YouTube and stuff. It's got all my styles, comments, and canon videos in playlists, all connected to Darth Vader and High Republic and book reviews, all that sort of jazz, as well as all my genuine chit chat conversations are in playlists of genre as well. Uh, and yeah, find me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat. And I'm sure I'll probably do some sort of rambling nonsense at the end of this, this part one, part two, anyway, of all the places you can find me. So check out links in the description. Thank you so much for all three of you coming on the show, watching Disney films. Are always It's always a good excuse to watch loads of Disney films. It wasn't a chore at all. We were like, let's watch one. And then four nights in a row almost. Um, so we'll definitely do some more in the future on the variety of shows we have. So thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you all listening and you all being a part of this. And uh, we'll have another Disney discussion very soon. And so, my friends, that is the end of the podcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Make sure you follow Spider Dan and Rhea Carrigan on the usual social media places. And if you have Instagram, make sure you give Megan a follow as well. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out Spider Dan's other Disney discussion conversation with Natalie. Link is in the description and you can find it wherever you check out Spider Dan in the various podcast places or even on his website. So a couple of things to get through before this episode ends. So first of all, please check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash genuine chit chat. If you become a supporter for as little as £1 a month or any higher in those tiers, then you get access to the audio exclusive feed, which means you get the Afterthoughts episodes, me and Megan release once or twice a week. You also get early access to certain episodes of Genuine Chit Chat. You also get access to some of the styles book reviews I do that I don't release anywhere else, as well as a couple of comic book reviews I've done and I'm planning on doing more in the future. So lots of bonus content from both myself as a solo podcaster but also myself and Megan and most Patreons say the favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is getting to hear mine and Megan's back and forth you get to hear when we go on road trips and a few other bits and pieces as well so it's a really good way to support the show and you get hours of additional content as well so uh, please consider checking that out if you don't want to contribute financially, that is completely okay. You can support the show in a variety of other ways. You can send the podcast to friends of yours. You can post it on social media and tell the world about it. You can rate and review. So on Spotify, you can give a five-star rating. You can write a full review on Good Pods or Apple Podcasts or any of the other sort of podcatchers that have that capability. You can also subscribe on YouTube uh, and then you get access to the Styles, Comics and Canon stuff as well as all the Genuine Shit Chat stuff. Lots of episodes that have got video to them as well and also everything is in its own like genre playlists and stuff so it's a good jumping off point to find out where you want to go next if you are a new listener to genuine chit chat and in addition to that guys i was recently on the fourth episode of the comics in motion book club so we tackled the first volume of neil gaiman's sandman comics so that's issues one to eight and i think that's called nocturnes and preludes and it was the first time I'd ever read Sandman and I really enjoyed it. So if you want to hear like a two plus hour long discussion with a handful of us, all who've had different experiences with Sandman, some of us are newbies, other people read it when it came out. It's a really, really good discussion. You can find that on the feed of Comics in Motion and a link to that will be in the description as well. On top of that, you can find my guest spots normally in the show notes. The most recent guest spot I've done, aside from the Sandman appearance, was on Star Wars Timeline for the fifth appearance, and we spoke about accents in Star Wars. So it's a very interesting conversation that I didn't even really think about until I got involved in that discussion. That was a really, really cool thing to check out as well. There are plenty of other collaborations I've got planned over the coming months, so I will be making other guest spot appearances as well. So just make sure you follow me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat to keep up with all of those. And as well as all that, what have we got coming up then, my friends? 
So I've already recorded a long two-parter episode with Melissa Morgan. She has a true crime podcast called Just the Tipsters, and it's really, really good. It's one of my favorite true crime podcasts, actually. We had a really, really good conversation on why she started a podcast, her intrigue in true crime, lots of sort of other laughs along the way, and then we speak about loss, because Melissa recently has gone through some severe grieving uh, due to a loss of a loved one. So we go into those details as well. So it's a really important podcast. It's one of the favorite ones I think I've ever recorded. I can't wait to release it to you guys. Part one will be out next week at the same time on the usual feed and all Patreon supporters will get access to the full unsplit conversation when part one drops so you get early access to that as well. Then I've also got hopefully the uh, rapper Shaldo who has been on the podcast I think a year or two ago and yeah I've got him coming on the show again uh, so it's going to be really good catch up too. I've also got a Star Wars content creator who has confirmed a date that they're going to be coming on the show. I'm not going to specifically reveal that yet until I've got it nailed down and had the recording done but I'm very very excited about that. I'm also in talks with other musicians and other authors and other people of interest as well so lots of cool stuff coming up and I've got plenty more for the rest of the year but i think that's where i'm going to end it guys i don't want to waffle on here too much longer so yeah please rate review share with your friends tell everyone you've ever met about genuine chit chat and how much you love it and uh, yeah just keep on doing what you're doing listening to the show absorbing it and appreciating it because i really really am thankful for all of you listening to the show especially all the way up to the end and supporting it in the variety of ways that you do so thank you so much for that i appreciate each and every one of you listening and i'll be back next week with my conversation with melissa morgan you have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.